Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen who are out there taking care of us. How you doing, Robbie? Oh, I'm fine. What is that supposed to mean? Huh? Hey, what? Because oh, you're fine, other people aren't fine? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> That's what I'm going to imply from your message. Yeah, because facts obviously don't matter. There's something behind facts. There's a meaning. Add Alabama fans. Put them the on the list. Just put them on the list. You know what happens when you tweet at Robbie Falk? Huh? You, <laughs> you, you know, know what happens? You know what happens, huh? You just made the list, Alabama fans. Alabama fans kind of suck. Drink it in, man. Wait a second. So the other day we were t- we were asked the question yeah. about who's the worst fan base, and we, you and I both said Alabama fans aren't that bad. And on then uh, they heard about it. They were, they took that as disrespect. Obviously, there's still stuff going I'm, on in my mentions right what now. What they want, what Alabama fans want more than anything else, is for you to acknowledge them. <laughs> All right, just saying. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe we can go further into the detail on this whenever you finish. We your will, spiel. we will for sure. Uh, <laughs> our sponsors is Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Make sure you start the morning the right way, not in Robbie Falk's mentions, but with a tremendous drink from Strange Brew Coffee House. That's how you want to get the day started. Swinging through the drive-through uh, at University Drive. Walk up at I'm sorry, swinging the drive-through at Highway 12. Walk up to the window at University Drive. Or if you're in Tupelo, head over to Brupolo, grab a drink, and that's how you start your day here in the Golden Triangle. I know Tupelo's not in the Golden Triangle. Don't at me. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That is the place to grab national championship merchandise. It continues to fly off the shelves in record numbers. Thanks to all of you guys for putting in your orders at the College Corner. I know a lot of you have placed orders from there. A lot of great merchandise coming your way, and there's still stuff to go. You can't ever have enough. I am mentioning the national championship every sports talk Mississippi until the NCAA tournament starts. So until May, Richard Cross has to hear from me at least once a show about this national championship. I see no reason to stop that. I see no reason to stop getting national championship gear. Make it happen. Yeah, I mean, it it would it would be, I would be remiss. you would be at, you would yeah it would you would be at fault if yeah. you did not every show do your duty. And he asked he asked it. He's like, how long is this going on? <laughs> I told him, I was like, I'll stop when the NCAA tournament starts. And he's like, hmm. he's like, surely you'll forget. I was like, no, I nope. won't forget. Now there'll be some shows I don't make that you won't say it, but when I'm on the show, it'll get mentioned. As, as it should. We, what we'll have to do is, on the days I'm not on, you guys need to flood the text line. State with, fans have to hear about the 1962 National Championship yeah. that never was. Yeah. Every single day. The crocodile during, Dundee won a, w- broke it into the end zone against Rice <laughs> in the Cotton Bowl <laughs> in front of 40,000. 
Crocodile Dundee. That's right. Stick Johnson. Oh, Stick Johnson. He was a big-time player. For five, five, eight, 155 pounds. <laughs> he was a starting guard at that weight. <laughs> Johnny Vaught had an incredibly innovative game plan that day. He threw twice. <laughs> kept kept rice on their heels. I, I just laugh at the people that use this as as this big talking point, and mm-hmm. they weren't alive for another thirty years. Well, never mind that. It's not real. It's not real. It's just like the two thousand three SEC Western Division Championship when there was a game that decided that you you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> Humble Taco does not sit on a throat of lies. <laughs> they sit on delicious sweet potato tortillas. A whole chair made out of them. You should definitely go check that out. Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a unique menu, and a menu that covers every eater in the family. Swing by there today, grab a homemade, house-made margarita, grab yourself an ice cold beer or sweet tea. If you know you want to bring the if you if Miss if if if, if Miss Falk wants to come we get if her Juji and Big if Juji and Big Daddy come in there they're getting a sweet tea or unsweet tea with a lemon uh-huh. and a water probably okay so, whatever they want to get they they can have it and you know other people can have other things and it'll be delicious they have a good something time for everyone exactly that's at Humble Taco so we got some schedule preview we got some opponent preview we'll do that but we got to start with Robbie's day on Twitter. Because all he did was, you know what? I'll let you tell the story. So, as many people that follow, that are avid followers of Mississippi State recruiting know, last season there was a player from Philadelphia named Kadarius Calloway that was a four-star defensive back. Mississippi State had him committed originally. He flipped to Alabama. A lot of people said that wouldn't stick. He would end up coming back to Mississippi State because it was where he felt comfortable and close to signing day, that was kind of uh, a little buzz that you know he might end up flipping back to Mississippi State. Alabama was there was some talk that Alabama might have been talking to him about delaying until February or something. Some people suggested they might blue shirt him. I don't know. Anyway, Bama signed signed the kid a month after he shows up, maybe two months after he shows up on campus. He is now transferring to East Mississippi Community College. What? Which is just a, a shocker to everyone involved, but I'm tired of making these same cut jokes. Yes, I mean th- this is something that a lot of people predicted was going to happen that he wasn't going to to last there because, quite frankly, Mississippi high school kids that have gone to Alabama more often than not have have ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. So the only point that I made on Twitter was four out of the last six guys that have gone there that have signed there since 2016 have transferred. That's Scott Lashley, Kadarius Calloway now, Nigel Knott, and Brandon Turnage. Brandon Turnage just transferred just a couple months ago to Tennessee. Right. He went to Georgia and then to Tennessee. Did he go to Georgia? He had a a stopover there. Okay. Um, So Raquan Davis stayed uh, and had a really good career. Byron Young is still there. Yeah. Remains to be seen, but he looks like he's going to stick it out. Right. Alabama fans are not happy that I've implied something. Which you did. About... A fact that four of the last six players have transferred. I think that, and, and by they the have, way, they are the ones inferring something. I believe. And, and by the way, if you are an Alabama fan, how can you take any kind of uh, criticism there? I, I'm, I'm not criticizing Alabama at all. And and you know what, Kadarius Callaway is going to leave, and that 
team is going to be just as good as they were when he was there. Yeah. Nothing is going to change with Alabama. They're still going to be a national title contender. They're still probably going to win the national championship this year, um, except for people like you who think George is going to win the national yeah, title. But they're going to be in the mix. Uh, Kadarius Callaway has not changed anything. And quite frankly, most of these Mississippi kids that have gone there have not changed much of anything for Alabama. But I'm just pointing, pointing out that – Four of the last six guys You're are not saying anything. I'm not saying what are you anything. Saying? I'm not saying anything. That's you right. can make you can make whatever whatever kind of realization that you took from that. It's is they your are making thing. inferences, and you are not making implications. I'm not. There you go. So, but so. Alabama fans were not happy about it, and then we started hearing about how inferior Mississippi State and Mississippi I, the, is. To the Alabama. ones who were saying that he didn't qualify, like he's been there for since the spring. One guy that said that said he was joking. I don't. I didn't understand the joke. Oh, so you're not, it's not smart enough. You went to Mississippi State, not Alabama. Well, it, he said that it came from Brandon Walker's podcast, and then Brandon Walker came back and said, no, you're an idiot. That's, that was dumb. Yes, I like so. when Brandon Walker gets involved. Yes. Brandon Walker getting involved is like, we're going to make a wrestling reference here. Like, you're having a little a mashup out there in the ring, a little scrum. And, you know, the faces and the heels are battling it out. And then whoever the big bad is, the big show or the great Kali comes out, that's Brandon Walker. Or, or back in the, the the early 2000s, whenever they were having the fight in the ring and then Austin's music hit. Yes. And everything was just that's That's out Walt, the Brandon Walker that showing up. He's clearing out the ring. Yeah, the guy ended up deleting his tweet. Of right course after he Brandon did. Because, responded to because Brandon, will bring, Brandon brings the pain. Yes. All, all you have to do is insult Brandon. And he brings the psychopaths that follow that's my, him from That's Barstool. what the pain is. Yes. Yes, the stoolies. They come after you. All right. Those guys are, are ruthless, man. I, I made one I made one comment to that Joey Milanaro guy or whatever yeah. one time. That was that for the you, huh? And, and I was just like, wow, you got a haircut you didn't tell anybody? And I had like 10 people, you idiot, this is from two years ago. I'm sorry I'm not some not freak up. that... that <laughs> That has like notifications on his phone every time a barstool person tweets. Brandon once tried to set the stoolies on me, and then decided it, it was not gonna. It would be a bad idea. <laughs> not not because of anything for me. He was just like they might have run you off of Twitter. But it was uh, I made a. There was this picture of him where he was smiling. He said something about me being fat. Yeah, and I was like, how can someone who looks like this say this? And it was a picture of him, and I put a picture of uh, oh, what's the guy's name from the Goonies? Oh, sloth. Sloth. And I'm telling you, it looked close oh, enough. Exactly. And he's like, "That's too mean." <laughs> you started this, Brandon. Yeah. One time, me and him got into a real altercation yeah. on Twitter, and I, I said, "How did you get tickets to the Raiders game?" And it was the <laughs> owner of the Raiders. Yes. <laughs> it looks just like. It. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to do SEC preview or opponent preview first? I'll let you pick. Uh, opponent. I right, start about LSU then. I feel like we talk about them a lot. Well, it's such an important But this is a game. perfect time to talk about them yeah. because of the recent news. There's that. It's such a big game for Mississippi State. In reality, you look at the last uh, few seasons, this has been a sort of a swing game for State. And that's hard to believe. But, you know, when you think about what happened the previous 22 seasons. Yeah. But 2014, that's what sort of sparks the run to number one, is that win in Tiger Stadium. 2015... If you win that game, I think you go to the Sugar Bowl. You know, and you lost. Remember, remember, you lost that game because Mullen didn't get the timeout and had to delay a game. Delay and they sent Devin Bell out there to kick, and it just didn't work out. Ashton Shumpert, sixteen, you fell behind early, and then you you mounted a furious comeback. It's the difference between five and seven and six and six. Seventeen, you crushed them here, 
18, you go down there, and defensively you completely outplay them, but you cannot do anything offensively. 19, you know, that, that you were just a speck on the, on the windshield, obviously. Yeah. But then last year you get the big win. You know, and this has become a competitive series all of a sudden. It's a cliche, but you have to think that no game is marked on the calendar for LSU more than this one, right? Yeah, I, I think that that – I mean – They got embarrassed. They got year. flat out embarrassed last year defensively. There's going to be a lot of pride in that defensive room uh, when they're looking at film from last year, when they're talking about this game. There, there's going to be a lot of pride. And Ed Orgeron is a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was – for him – I'm sure that was just completely embarrassing to see one of his teams just get obliterated um, and had a, had a few turnovers and still gave up well over 600 yards passing in that game. So, yeah, that, that game, this game is definitely going to be circled for them. Whether or not it, it's, that's going to matter, I don't know. But, you know, they should have dudes again on the defensive side of the ball that do every year. I mean, they got – uh, several guys in the defensive backfield that people believe are going to be early round draft picks and what else is new there. They should have some really good defensive linemen like they always do. So that's one thing LSU is always going to have is players. And, you know, whether or not the coaches are going to be able to put them in, in a good position remains to be seen. Last year, they did not. And uh, that, was, that was a difference in the ball game, I thought, was the coaching. Uh, so and and now you got two coordinators that haven't done this before, really. I guess. Um, so it, it's I, I can't. I don't think that you can take that lightly, or, or make light of that if you're Ed Orgeron, like he does sometimes when he acts like it's just there's no problem and you're going to be able to put anybody in there. I think we've seen that that's not accurate at all. You said you know, that you're going to have talent, but do you know? Have you ever had a year where you knew less about the skill position guys at LSU than you do this year? Outside of Keyshawn Boutte, I mean, John Emery has not grabbed that job at tailback. Uh, you know, Max Johnson's the quarterback. It looks like you know with the Brennan injury. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I mean, they don't have a lot of proven guys up and down the roster. Like last year, you felt like John Emery was going to be the guy. He never emerged. So they, they didn't have the running game that they thought they were going to have. So who steps into that role now? I don't know. I don't really know what to expect from the running game. Max Johnson had some good moments last year, but he's still a young guy and hasn't had you know just a ton of experience. They, they had uh, three different guys at quarterback last year. And now if he gets hurt, what do you do? I mean, there's just you play a true freshman. There's not a whole lot of options there at quarterback. So – you know they're going to have a, a lot of talent out there, but there is no substitute for experience, and there hasn't been a lot of it yet. So I have more question marks about this LSU team than I did last year, mm-hmm. and that's saying something because I had a lot of question marks about that team. I, I thought Mississippi State was going to win that game back during the summer um, with all the guys they had opted out and the losses they had. I, I thought State could win that game. I, mm-hmm. I think I predicted LSU – I chickened out the last minute, but mm-hmm. during the summer, I mean, you remember our group message. We, me and Ben Portnoy got into a heated battle right. over that. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I think there's more question marks this year than there was last year in my mind. But they're they're very talented up front on both sides of the ball. That's going to help them a lot, and especially in this game where you have to make this. I mean, I'm going to make an assumption here that they're not going to come out there and roll man to man coverage the entire game again. 
So their defensive line is a is a you know it's a mismatch. They have good talent there. Yeah. Offensive line is very good. State's going to have to work to get pressure. That was the game though, and it's obviously the first game of the season, but. State sort of won that game because they were a lot better defensively than I thought they would be. If you go back and watch that game, remember that LSU had a pick six in that game and got two other turnovers in MSU territory. If you look at what the defense did, they really only gave up like maybe 17 to 21 points. Yeah. That was the game where, I mean, they were consistently getting pressure on Brennan in that one. They were able to stuff up the run a good bit. They were able to lock up some of those receivers. That, that, Last year, for whatever reason, Zach Arnett had the uh, had the the way to beat LSU. Now they're going to look a lot different offensively because they have a new coordinator in who's more of a Joe Brady type. I, I can't believe I can't get over the fact that it wasn't Steve Emsinger this whole time. I I was so convinced that the old guy who'd been coaching since the '60s had revolutionized the offense. The guy that before that, the offense was kind of boring, and then all of a sudden, it's just going to be magical again. It's going to be just like it was with Joe Brady. Yeah, nobody really bought that except for LSU media and uh, some of the fans. And, and he said the same thing about losing Dave Aranda. That's not a big deal. Yeah, We actually look the same, if not better, in practice. Yeah, which was a lie. And in the first game of the season, you have the worst performance of all time. In the history of the, the Southeastern Conference. It, it was, we were sitting in your living room, and every pass completion, well, we're like, what is happening? I remember vividly seeing the tweet and saying, Robbie, he just broke the SEC single-game record. And you didn't believe me. I thought it was just the Mississippi State record. I was like, he just I, broke I, the single no game way. record. There's no way. In the SEC. And we looked at it, we're like, he had. And and it's just it's just an absolutely improbable game and an absolute brought it brought to life by I, I don't know if it's just arrogance, hubris of Ed Ordron saying, I can do what I want, I can hire whoever I want, and it'll work. When in reality he had Aranda was probably the best defensive coordinator in the country. Yeah, Brady was easily the best offensive coordinator in the country. I'm sorry, he was he was just calling the plays in the red zone. That's right. He was just a quarterback coach. Yeah. He didn't really do much. You know, and then you had Burrow, who I honestly, you know, remember the year before with Burrow, not great. It's like the it's like when he got decleated against Central Florida. It like it made something. him a new man. It put him into like uh, you know, on, on Toy Story where they the factory mode. Yeah, <laughs> it's something happened there. Um, or, or like that time Cousin Eddie got hit in the head for the second time and everything yeah. went... No, but uh, I, I, this is what... We're going through the same cycle again. We're being told again, these coaches are great. Yeah. That's that's why I want to Neither one of these see. guys... These guys don't have the experience that that Bo Pelini did. Bo Pelini and Scott Linehan. Scott Linehan. They, both they of those guys were... veteran guys. Which I could have told you Scott Linehan. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. But their offense wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Um, That's the thing. It was kind of underrated, to be their honest Their defense was just so awful. So bad. But now you've got Durante Jones, who's never been a coordinator, and uh, Pete's has never been a coordinator. So he's trying to he's trying to hit on another Joe Brady nerve. Right. He's trying, he's trying to get a guy's up and comer um, that he feels like is going to be you know a, a dynamite play caller, developer, and all that stuff. But you know, I just think that every the stars aligned with that nineteen. Yes. Team. Everything came together. They had. They had like twenty guys that got drafted mm-hmm. or something. Crazy. And I give them credit for putting those guys together and recruiting them. Yes, but that's that's a once in a lifetime kind of harvest, unless you're in Alabama. Yeah, kind of situation. So when you look at this game for Mississippi State, 
I expect State to be successful again. I mean, Stingley and Ricks are a good cornerback duo, but State State is going to, I think, still going to be able to pass the ball against this this LSU defense. It's really going to come down to the same sort of situation. Uh, you know, how good can you be against them defensively? Mm-hmm. If, if State can bottle them up and in this game limit the turnovers, I don't think they're going to score 44 again, but can they score 31 and win 31 21, 31 24, something like that? That feels reasonable to me. Yeah. And like you mentioned, last year they scored some points, but State gave them a couple of touchdowns, I think, based on turnovers and things like that. You know, they had the pick six. They had, um, I think, another a bad snap or something yep. from Cole Smith. Yeah. So, you know, they were gifted a couple of in the fourth touchdowns. quarter. They had uh, they scored a touchdown and if they scored ten points off MSU turnovers in MSU territory. Yeah. So I thought, like you mentioned, I thought State's defense was really good, incredibly I, good. That was probably one of the better defensive performances against yeah. LSU that last year. Yeah. Um, because by the end of the season, you know, their their offense they was were humming pretty good, yeah. and that was with you know some interchangeable things at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, like I said, they had three different quarterbacks playing last year. They didn't never really got that settled until really at the end of the year. Max Johnson was kind of the guy, and now it looks like the reins are going to be turned over to him as well. Um, and you know, who knows that that might be a much better situation without Miles Brennan, or it could be a disaster. If he gets hurt or he's not working they don't out, have, I think Max Johnson is good. I think he's a good quarterback, and they'll be fine there. But you're right, and they'll be in the same situation State was in last year. They'll have to turn it over to a true freshman. It's never good to lose players, right? When, when you get less depth, that's yeah. never good. Yeah. So nobody can paint this to be a good thing. Now Max Johnson might have been the quarterback anyway, but it right. would have been because he won the you, battle. You can say something like, "Well, it's good that you know he." He went ahead. Now he can go get and get all these get reps. all the reps. That's fine. I get that. It's better for Max Johnson. Yeah. Don't know that it's necessarily better for LSU because again, you're going to be going to Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, you know, if he gets hurt, um, this game is in Week Four. There's a great chance for State to be three and zero. You know, I feel like if State's three and zero, they're definitely on the path to win seven or eight games. They're 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 they're, they're going to be fine. But this is sort of a swing game again, where a win and you're four and zero, and you're playing what? Alabama. Alabama and Texas and you're, A&M. You're getting, we believe, thrown up yeah. in there again. Um, but you need to win this game. You need to win this game, I think. Because Is this the most likely upset? On I, Every year I do that little media poll and I ask, what's the most likely upset? Is this yep. it? Yep, that's that's been the game I've gone to. Yeah. every. I think that's been asked to us a few times during the rumblings. Yeah. That's the, this is the game that I say is the most likely upset of any on the schedule. This is State's best chance to get a get a team that they're probably going to be favored. If I had to guess, they're probably going to be underdogs in this game. Yo, for sure. Um, Depends. Even Depends. It's at home. Depends. What I, happens I don't think week it's going to be high. I don't think it's going to be high. Number. Depends on what happens week one with LSU-UCLA. That's true. If they win that, then the hype is going to be is if, going to be if real. State, if State's 3-0 and and LSU is 2-1, and having lost to UCLA, State could be favored at home. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I I don't think it's going to be a, a high spread, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of dependent on, like you said, on what LSU Another does. Close and, game, and if State loses, you know, one or two of those non-conference games, people are not going to be really well, pumped up about them. State's wins in this series in the last six. There's three and three in the last six. They've won by eight. Although that game, you know, as we know, was not really that close. State, right. State led LSU back into it, and then they won by thirty. Yeah, and they won by ten. 
LSU has won by two, by six, I think. I think it was sixteen. I think that's that's right. Yeah, because State had the ball, the chance to drive, and it was what, but one by thirteen and eight, and then one. I think one big. It was like by twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, in nineteen. So I mean, it's been sort of an up and there's been some close games that you know, sort of run the gamut here. So I, this the is, gap has has closed between State and LSU, which is hard to believe because they've been recruiting yeah. as good if not better. Yes. It, it's 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 the it doesn't is make it sense. the Ed Orgeron effect. That's part of it. I mean, it's such an up and down. Well, I mean, the last the last one was obviously with Miles. Yeah. Um, and then I want the last say, two wasn't it? No, uh, six, fifteen. Yeah, Miles would have been here for that. Yep. But State had that game won and just gave it away. Yep. So they caught the, you know, the end of the Miles era and then, you know, the Orgeron era. I want to say Miles might have coached that last game I think he did. in 16. I think he did. I, th- I think the first time that they played at Orgeron was that was 17, 17 game yeah. whenever Darius Geis was on. Yeah, yeah. So Darius Geis, that guy. That went down quick, didn't it? Well, that's probably not the best way to put that. Oh, uh, so Mississippi State LSU. We'll talk a lot more, obviously, about that as as we as the uh, as we get closer to it. But right now, I agree with Robbie. That is State's most likely upset. Uh, 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 well, upsets is just yeah. I don't consider even Ole Miss. Ole Miss would be favored right now against Mississippi State, but I would not consider that an upset, right? Because the Egg Bowl. Yeah, that's always kind of you know. A- Kentucky might be favored, but I have trouble calling that an upset. At, at Starkville, I don't know. They, they might be, just as we sit here today. Yeah. But LSU, that's an upset. So, All right, let's move on over to schedule preview. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Uh, they have got the goods, and they're over at Val's Marketplace here in Starkville, and they're at local grocery stores all over this great state. Collinsville, Corinth, Bahalia, uh, Pontotoc, New Albany, Olive Branch, Louisville. Wherever you go, you're starting to see Welcome Home Beef on the shelves. If your local grocery store doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, then you're missing out on some of the best steaks, burgers, roasts, and other beef products that you can buy. Call your local grocery store and call Welcome Home Beef. That number is 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District, 621 University Drive. That's the place to head for smoked Southern soul food. When you are eating welcome, I mean, when you welcome on beef, when you're eating two brothers smoked bar, smoked meats, their barbecue uh, tacos, pork rind nachos, smoked wings, whatever it is, the food is always fantastic. Great big patio, and go out there, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy a cold beverage, and enjoy some great food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems takes care of your business two different ways. They offer an incredible selection of products and services, the kind of things every business needs to stay ahead of the curve, and they back everything they sell up with top-notch customer service, the kind you would expect from your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are a neighborly business. They are local. They are Mississippi through and through and have been for over 45 years. Why don't you call them today and find out how they can help you. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Texas A&M. It's the last West team we have before we get to State and Ole Miss. Um, pretty much a, a, a locked-in favorite to finish second in the West this year. Uh, a lot of people think this you know the dawning of the Jimbo Fisher, Fisher era of dominance is here. 
By dominance, we mean finishing second in the West every year until Nick Saban decides to retire. I mean, how do well, we've mentioned this before? How deflating is that? Yeah. You have probably you know you've assembled some of the most talented teams ever, and you can you can in your in your program's history, and you can say that about a lot of teams in the SEC. You get so excited, then you then you remember, crap. Alabama's in our same division. We're not even going to win the SEC West, much less a national championship. Yeah, and that's the case yeah. here. You're, 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 the best you can do is to go to the you know whatever one of the non-playoff bowls. You know the sugar. Welcome bowl, to the, the SEC. Bowl. Yeah, this is this is what you this signed happens up all for. the time in baseball. Yeah, I mean, basically. That said, they should still be a pretty good team. They've got a ton of talent. Again, this is a team that's very strong up front. Uh, they're going to be good defensively. Uh, I, I like this team. They got some great skill position guys in, in Smith and in Spiller. Um, they got to figure out the quarterback situation, but I feel like now Jimbo's got his own quarterbacks. Now, you know, Kellen Mond's not a guy that he recruited. Yeah, uh, this is going to be more of, of his style of quarterback. So, I expect big things from them this year. But I also think that they they always try to find a game to lose that they shouldn't lose. They didn't do it last year, which yeah. was why they had their best season in forever. I think they sort of revert back to that this year. Well, this is always a team where I say. Everybody always says, "Well, A and M's going to be a monster. A and M's going to be a monster." Mm-hmm. And I'm always my my approach is always prove it. Yeah, they because did last we, year. We've been hearing over and over again since yeah. they joined the SEC. Just wait, just wait. Whenever they get SEC money, this and that. Whenever yeah. they get their players, mm-hmm. they, they've been recruiting a top ten team mm-hmm. routinely, and we've been seeing them finish with eight. Nine wins. Yeah. Mississippi State was was used beating to mean them. that when November came, that was it. That they, they, were done they win the first four games and then tank. Yeah, you know, you remember. So, uh, um, well, they were no, they were what, number four in the nation in sixteen when they came here. Kenny Trill. Well, that there was that year for sure. But I was thinking of the sixteen when State was terrible. Yes, and A and M was the number four team in the first playoff poll, and Nick Fitzgerald is still running wild on them. So Nick Fitzgerald first by play the way, of the game. Yeah. He had the zone read and tucked it and ran. There was nobody there. With Nick Fitzgerald's stats against Texas A and M, ungodly. If he, if he had gone to Texas in the seventies with those stats against Texas A and M, you talk about a guy who would still be a legend there. He did what John Bond did to LSU. Yeah. He, that, that was his, his LSU. stats. Go if you ever want to look at something. Go look at Fitzgerald's stats against A and M and Arkansas. Yes, and against Ole Miss, really. Ole Miss too. To be honest with you, if he would have dominated been, them, if he would have been healthy, the game he got hurt. Yeah, he would have won. State would have won that game. He, he, I, I, he's I, he's seven and two in those games. He should be eight and one. I remember saying uh, we had a podcast. I, th- I want to say it was me and Joel had a podcast during yeah. that time. I can't remember, but I remember saying on some podcast, if Nick Fitzgerald is healthy the entire ball game. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss will not stop him. Well, I, I know, I know. If we go, we're going a little off, off off kilter here, but the reason State lost that game was turnovers. Well, Nick yeah. Fitzgerald didn't turn the ball over. He no. may have thrown some interceptions, but State fumbled the ball. I and think Keaton Thompson led them back in the ball game. Yeah. If they had two more minutes, they probably win it. Fitzgerald would have won that game. There's yeah. no question in my mind whatsoever. But yeah, I, I figured up those numbers one time. The A and M, uh, Fitzgerald and A and M. Yeah. <laughs> they're crazy. They were unbelievable. Yeah. He just absolutely they're, murdered them. They're actually them. crazier against Arkansas, even with the loss, because he had that one game. State lost with the Sermon defense, but yes. he had six touchdowns by himself. Yeah. So, all right. Let's look at the uh, the schedule. Easy non-conference here, by the way, for A&M. Really easy. Uh, Kent State, they do travel to Colorado. I guess that could be a little bit interesting, but I don't think so. And then they have New Mexico at home. 
Uh, so they should start the season 3-0 and pretty easily. Then they have the game in uh, Arlington against Texas A&M. I think this is the last year for that. I think they're going back to home and home next season. I've never under- quite understood why Arkansas was like, yeah, let's play this game in the middle of Texas. I would hate to waste a home game yeah, on that. You can't do that stuff anymore. It no. doesn't make any sense. I think they're going to be 5-0 and when they play Alabama because they play Arkansas and then they play Mississippi State. I think they'll beat State. Yeah, so their schedule is, is putrid. They're 5-0 and when they play Alabama, and that game is at home. Th- that's as big a stage as you could ever get. That's probably going to be number one versus number four or five. Yep. Uh, college game day, I don't know the rest of the schedule, but that seems like that's where they'll be. Um, Will probably be the biggest crowd ever at Calfield, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Which I have to assume the, the current one is uh, Manziel's last year when Alabama came there. Probably Was so. that like week two or three? It was real early in the season. Yeah. That's probably it. So, yeah, I think Alabama wins, though. Yep. Yeah, they're not going to be intimidated by that atmosphere. Not, I, I just don't – there might be a team that Alabama slips up against, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not uh, – that, that's one team that they just reload every year. doesn't matter who they lose. I'm not – I'm going to trust in Saban here. Yeah, as well you should. Um, the it, Missouri game's tricky. At, that's, a, that's a trap game. Yeah, it is. The right week after Alabama. Going to Missouri the week after you play Alabama, that's a trap game. The Mississippi State game is in a way, too, I think. Having it at home helps you a it, ton. It does help having it at home. That traveling to Missouri, I think A&M wins, but that's going to be an interesting game. Because yeah. I like Missouri this year. Yeah. They'll beat They'll beat them, though. They'll beat Carolina. That Auburn series has been a little wacky, but I will take Texas A&M to win that game. Yep. At, at home, yes. Going to Ole Miss is not going to be easy for them. I think that's upset city. Oh, you're going to call it right here? This Is that the, the game? I don't know, because I think I've done Ole Miss, and I might have picked Texas A&M to win that. Well, we haven't done Ole Miss yet. We did the no. opponent preview. Yeah. We did. Yeah. But we haven't done We haven't done their preview. schedule picks. Okay. Um. Gosh. We talked about I think, Auburn I think last A&M's week. defense is going to be good enough to win this game. Probably so. That They'll get stops. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Be this, a fun this will game be a watch. really good game. It'll probably be... You know, 7 p.m., 6 o'clock night yeah. game on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, it, it should Four, be a really 42, good game. 42-35 kind of game. Yeah. Yeah. I think A&M will get enough stops. Yeah. Their defense is good enough to get some stops, yeah. and their offense is probably going to score. They'll run score. the ball. I mean, they'll, 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 Spiller, they'll, yeah. Spiller will run for 250 in that game. Yeah, no <laughs> question. They'll beat Prairie View, and then do they beat LSU, or are they going 11-1? and one? Oh, at LSU. Um, it's funny how much LSU used to dominate this series. Yeah. And then it's – you know, obviously they beat them in 2019, but the, the the you had the crazy seven overtime game, which which changed the rules, changed the it changed the axis of college football. And then last year A and M dominated them. Yep, I think A and M may be 11 and one, so maybe I'm wrong. That that all that says to me is there is going to be an upset, and the fact that I can't spot it means I'm going to be really surprised when it does happen. I'm going to say t- I'm going to say 10 and two. Who are you losing to? I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to call it. Oh. Robbie Can I just say somebody is going to – it's either going to be LSU or Ole Miss, I think, that's going to beat them. That's going to hurt them, then, because they're going to be like, we could be the second team in the playoff yep. kind of thing. If they lose to LSU right before – out. Because – Or Ole they Miss. Would, that's they late would, in the season, too. The, the way that the, that the playoff is expanded yeah. now, they could lose to Alabama. And Last still, year they would have got in. Yeah. that The same thing could play out this year. Yeah. And they could lose just to Alabama mm-hmm. and then win out. And Alabama has to play the SEC championship again right. while A&M gets a free spot in the playoff. Right. But LSU can screw it all, all up. 
isn't that talk about a dream scenario for the SEC? Which is my scenario now: Georgia undefeated, Alabama undefeated in the SEC championship game, A and M eleven and one. Yep. Georgia beats Alabama close. You have to put both of them in. You have to put three teams in, and then you can't screw out. Is A and M getting screwed? A and M. The only team that Georgia and A and M lost to is the number one team in the country. So what you possibly. have there is Clemson would have already had a loss in my scenario, right? Because they would have lost to Georgia. Yep. So Clemson probably still gets in, and then it's does Oklahoma get screwed? Does Ohio State get screwed or screwed? Or does Texas A and M get screwed? Who yeah, gets screwed? it's. And it's probably going to be a A&M. probably A and M, but because they, you that would be two years three. in a row where they got screwed. Yeah, that would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah. What would boy would Ross Bjork can see him on the tricycle? Oh boy, he's on the tricycle between him and, and oh, he's gosh, an angry God. little elf. <laughs> between him and Jimbo Fisher, that'd be some whining, man. There would be some crying. Golly, so, well A and can't wait till Texas. They're used to it. So. I can't wait till Texas gets in this conference and. The, them two whine and cry about each other all the time. We've got the Georgia Bulldogs, our last SEC preview before we do Ole Miss and then Mississippi State. And then our opponent preview next week will be Memphis. We'll talk about the Tigers. All right. So, head into Orange Grove. Can't wait. All right. Tomorrow's show, uh, we're talking about practice. Talking about practice? We got... We got the email today. We are live and in we living color at practice. We get to watch practice. Yeah, I won't be, I the, I won't be at the first one. I'm sad. But but, uh, but you know why I'm excited about this? Why? We actually know who to talk about, yeah. who to watch out for. Yeah. We'll get, and I think we get to watch the entire practice. Yes, I'll be Which there hasn't happened since I, I, I think we got to do Mullen it. Mullen never did it, Moorhead never well, did it. I think it. Mullen might have done it a couple of times. Yeah, like Maybe when I first early started in the process. Yeah. 2013. Yeah. But... We get to. I don't think. I don't know if fans are allowed or not. I doubt it. They're not. It's just media. But I'm so thankful to Brandon Langlois, to John Cohen, Mm -hmm. whoever whoever's allowing us to do this because to Joel Coleman and Logan Lowry. There's just so much. There's so much that you can take away from this. It's. I don't like going into the season not knowing what what we should do. Bring your truck over to my house. Let's bring my grill out to the practice field. Let's just start. Gr- we'll just- tailgate while we're watching practice. Again, you do not have to twist my arm. This is a fantastic idea. This is a fantastic idea here. Wings. Yeah. Let's do it. Some, we'll get some pork sausage on the grill. Now Let's we're talking. Do it. Let's do it. We might make this happen. All right. Do they have pineapple and pork? I think so. We'll figure it out. Okay. If not, I'll just buy some pineapple. Just you put make the little- pineapple kebabs. In it. Okay. Kebabs. Sausage and pineapple kebabs. Hey, this is a million-dollar idea. I may see if we could actually do this. How great would that be? <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.